Hello and welcome to the Moisture Farm Report, the Star Wars podcast that can't swim. My name is James Matthews and with me as always is Adam Wheeler. How are you doing? I am doing very well, James. I am still eating dinner, <laughs> which is, a, I don't know whether that's a good sign or a bad sign. I, I feel like when whenever we've done a sort of breakfasty podcast, I'm usually sort of chomping on things and, and I, I feel quite good about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm currently eating a nice little little curry that I've made. Nice. And in terms of drinks, I'm sitting here with a little glass of cider. Ooh. So I'm quite content. Sweet. I've made a big hot chocolate for this podcast, which I thought was going to be a galaxy Ooh. brain move. But it turns out, I think it's a mistake because I've been awake since like five this morning and I'm getting kind of sleepy and the hot chocolate is just putting yeah. me to bed. Oh, well, as you well, you say that, but you could get a sugar rush. That's true. This is quite a big mug, so I might hit a sugar rush like halfway through it. And I'm surprised, James, you're usually the one who brings on the alcohol. Where's I it gone? No, I, uh, <laughs> I don't have wine money this week, which is an embarrassing right. sentence to okay. say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Sorry, we we we're not giving you pocket money, Jimmy. This week we're giving you uh, Shiraz money. Is yes. that okay? Yes. <laughs> yeah. If anyone needed an insight into my life. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll I'll uh, take on the mantle of the alcohol drinker for mm-hmm. today. Once I finish my cider, I might get onto the red wine. So Ooh, there we go. Mix um, but James, mm-hmm. on that note, I'm going to just go and open my cider. So nice. ready for this? There we go. Nice. Hopefully the listeners can hear that. It's a can that means or a I bottle. am ready to go. It's a can, but the can is going into a glass Ooh, as we speak. Classy. Well, how about James? Yes. Shall we dive on into this? Ooh, nice diving. So, James. Yes. What are we talking about today? Well, today is another, it's another cheeky little what-if week. We're doing another little dive into Woo-hoo! our alternate universe of extended, expanded characters or whatever it is. And we're looking at a character who appeared very recently, a very new addition to the Star Wars galaxy. A certain, a favourite mm. edition of both mm. of us, I think, and a favourite edition of many fans, yeah. I'd say. I would say so. I would say so. He, they, they were very, they were very in the public domain for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, caused a lot of stir, yes. a lot of controversy, and a lot of heartbreak. Mm. Go on, James. Who are we talking about? Well, we are talking about the inimitable Kino Loy from Andor. Andy Circus himself. Yes, we are doing another juicy what if. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is. Right in saying this is the third of the season, James, because we're just yes. adding on a, adding on an extra one in, because uh, we know how much we enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, though, we we uh, diverge a little bit in our stories and we <laughs> we don't do the same thing as the as the L three droid one, which I'm still absolutely shocked at how we managed it. <laughs> well, I'm a little worried about this, so I don't think we've actually said what the story is yet. So we'll start with that. Um, so this week we are asking, what if Kino Loy could swim? Because, of course, you know, the, the heartbreak you alluded to a moment ago was when he and Cassian and the rest of the prisoners of Narkina 5 were escaping the Great Prison Complex. And they realise the only escape route is into mm. the ocean. And Kino Loy says, I can't swim. And so we're wondering, but what if he Indeed. could? What if he could swim to freedom like what the rest of them? Yeah, exactly. What if he did do a somersault off the edge <laughs> and did a perfect 10 out of 10 dive that only the Olympic... Diving squad could be happy with a triple what tuck did he do pike or whatever, James. Also, I, <laughs> I 
can you imagine if he just did that? <laughs> if he just did a little like triple backflip yeah. off the edge. Like I can't he'd swim. Wa- he probably whack a load of people in the process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just yeah, you've just got Cassie Andor just watching him as he goes. Like, mm. damn. Fair play. He's got skills. Nine point five, <laughs> or however they score diving. I've never yeah. watched diving. Yeah, I've no idea. No, yeah, don't watch it. <laughs> no. But yeah, so what if Kino Loy could swim? So me and James have gone away as always, and we've produced two different stories, and we're both going to tell our different versions of of the events of what we could, what might happen. Um, and actually, I'm quite looking forward to this one because mm. as this story hasn't, you know, quite been finished. We don't know for certain what happened to Kino yes. Loy at the end of that episode. Um, maybe, James, one of these stories will actually end up being canon. <gasps> Can you imagine we're credited as writers for Andal Season 2? <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Or at least maybe, well, obviously the, the story will have been written for the next season yeah. by now. So if he needs <laughs> going to appear, he probably will. Or if he won't, he won't. Mm. But please, if, you, if Disney are listening... You know, take some inspiration. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, James, which one of us wants to kick this this off? Ah, I don't know. I, I'm i really interested who in went, hearing your story. I think I went first last time, and I'm interested in hearing yours, because like okay. you said, I hope that we've come up with two different stories, but I'm a little bit worried that we've come up with the sure, same, sure. Um, at least the same ending, <gasps> which will be different to last okay. time, because last time we came up with the same beginning. Okay, right. In that case, let's. Uh, I'll start, and then if I do come up with the same ending, you can sit there in silence like I did in the beginning. <laughs> I'm just worried because you said to me, at the end. you but, said to me yeah. earlier that you were stuck with creating your story, but you knew where it ended. You just didn't know how to get there, and I had the same yeah. problem where I was like, I've got an ending in yeah. mind, and that was the first thing I came up with, and I just don't know how to get there yet. And I'm like, yeah. if we both started in the same oh, no. place, have we got the same ending? Oh no. Oh, it just, what happens in the middle is the important thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Place I mean, your bets I, now, listeners. So, uh, this story starts as Kino Loy, of course, jumps off the Nakina 5 prison complex mm-hmm. um, after a incredible prison break alongside Cassie Nandor, Melchi, among many others. Uh, so, Kino Loy, as alluded to in the title... In this instance, Kino Loy can actually swim. Mm. So instead of turning to Cassian Andor and saying, I can't, he just simply jumps off the edge, falls down, and dives into the water and survives. So he swims, starts Mm -hmm. swimming away. Um, And of course, in amongst the, you know, there's a lot of people in the water, and he gets separated from his former inmates, Cassian Mm. and Melchi. So. He's sort of on his own at this point, and he's swimming away, and he's swimming away, and he's trying to get away from the prison complex. Um, and I imagine he sort of evaded Imperial patrols for a number of days hmm. before finally hitching a lift on board a local fisherman ship. <laughs> um, sort of similar to like how Cassian and what Cassian and Melchi did. Hmm. Um, they sort of hitched with those. Um, I don't know what they. I don't even know what to call them. But the no, sort of, I can't remember what species like, they were. Fish people, and they had the nets. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't know. And Kino has many days in space where he sort of just sits and he thinks about the last few years of his life and how the time he spent at that prison almost, you know, meant, you know, did it mean anything? 
Mm. But can you imagine how how weird you how guilty you would feel as well coming out of there mm. having sort of you know you you yourself survived but many of the people you left behind didn't yeah i was kind of thinking about this like how he'd feel about the people he's left behind because i think we had this discussion mm. when we did our randall review about like how much he cared about the other prisoners um and i guess this yeah. is where we can like mm. diverge and have different versions of of kino loy but yeah, I th- yeah, I'd imagine there'd be a lot of survivor's guilt when you think about the amount of people who must have died in the water and he got out. And also just all of the people across the years who mm. didn't need to die, mm. given that they all escaped there and then, and they arguably could have done that the entire time. Yeah, that's It almost true. feels like he just sort of... He might have felt that he was just sitting there letting people die. Yeah. And maybe he's he's a, he's one of the reasons that, you know... His complacency was because is a reason why they died. That's very true. I hadn't thought of that before. So, he what what he thinks is he was going to go away and hide for a while, okay, and hide away from the eyes of the empire as well, and try and get away from anyone. And he goes away to Tatooine, of course, because mm. where else would you go <laughs> to try and hide away? <laughs> Everyone hides there. No one looks there. Exactly. Even though. Even though when you think about it, there is still imperial an imperial presence on Tatooine. So not, yeah. you know, there could be better places, I suppose, <laughs> isn't there? Um, but he goes there and he mm-hmm. decides to work in a scrap dealership for a little bit. Oh, interesting. Um, having put together, you know, pieces of machinery for years mm. and being quite good with his hands, he thought, you know, he would do okay yep. doing things like that. And it's not for a few months. He's Well, he's there for a few months, but after a while, he he's sitting in the Mos Eisley Cantina and... He starts hearing stories from people, you know, because obviously travellers come into the Mos Eisley Cantina from all corners of the galaxy and hear many things. Mm. And a lot of the stories are things about rumoured prison camps and forced labour and horrible places spread across the galaxy, Mm. owned by Imperials and meant to squash and exploit the people of the galaxy. Mm. And... Kino Loy starts to hear all of these things and he desperately, in one moment, he wants to stand up and say, you know, I know I was there. Mm. I saw one of them with my own eyes. But he also can't do that because who knows who could be listening yes. in those situations. I like the image of like him sitting in this cafe in Moss Eisley and there's, he's sitting there thinking like, oh, I need to be silent because they'll find out who I am. But like, Half the cafe is just, you know, Jedi in exile, rebel spies. Like, there's so many people at the cafe, like, <laughs> oh, I need to be quiet or they'll catch me. <laughs> Not realizing, like, the entire cafe Every, is Everyone's thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love the fact that there's, like, an Imperial spy in this mm. cafe, but, and they don't know that 99% <laughs> of everyone is someone they should be catching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing a bad job, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, so he doesn't say anything, but he eventually mm. goes up to one of the people who was talking at the bar and he finds them outside in an alley. Mm. And he basically talks to them there where they can be a little bit more quiet and a little bit more hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they have a little conversation and he says, Kino says, hey, you know, I heard what you said. Is it true? Are there, are there more out there? Mm. And this person at the bar says, yeah. And... You know, some of us want to do something about it. And and Kino says, well, okay, well, how can I help? Interesting. So the person there says, well, there's a prison called 
Callist 4 Imperial Penal Colony. And they've got people working there. Mm. I've got family there. And they won't tell us why they keep extending their sentences, but they do. Mm. We're not allowed to see them. And we think something's going on there. And I've had enough. I put together a small team and we're going to get them out. And Kino says, well, then you're going to want you're going to want me with you. Oh, inside knowledge. Yeah. So smash cut, James. (laughs) Star wipe. Smash cut. Star wipe to a few weeks later. And um, but and but and Kino is is there with this small crew of fighters um, assembled outside of Callist 4, mm. which is like a barren, rocky planet located yeah. in the deep core, which is like right near the center. Okay. Is this so an original sort of... creation or is it an existing Star Wars world? No, this is a, this is an existing Star Wars world and this oh, okay. is an existing Star Wars prison. Nice. Deep yeah. research. Thank you very much. I do my I do my best, um, especially on these what ifs, James. I love going a bit a bit deep in these. So, um, and 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 Callus Five is sort of on the opposite side of the galaxy's core to Coruscant, and a little oh, bit okay. south of the galaxy from Hosnian Prime. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's quite central. And people like political prisoners, but also just dissidents and petty criminals are sent to these prisons. Yeah. So there's a lot of people and a small team including Kino, drops onto the planet and approaches the prison Approaches the prison from a small set of subterranean tunnels mm-hmm. led by a group of uh, resistance fighters. Oh, sorry, left by a group of resistance fighters that mm-hmm. are abandoned. So they use them to get closer to the walls of the prison. Yeah. Um, they keep going until they discover a dead end, just as their thermal scanners sense a heat signature behind the wall. Ooh, a microwave oven? A micro it could be, yeah, or a yeah, a toasty piece of bread oh, just on the other yeah, side. Yeah, like a uh, toasty oh. machine. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, yes. Um uh one of the crew brings out a small droid mm. with a little drill fixture, and it, bre- it begins removing the earth. Um okay. and it eventually hits a pipeline, which they sort of do a little Shawshank redemption crawl through into oh, no. the facility. <laughs> is it the poo yeah, pipe so it's not not pretty oh no <laughs> it's a poo pipe i know it's not great <laughs> you've got to go for them at some point um so where they are is a surveillance and control room yeah and they know that if they begin releasing doors and people you know it might be carnage and mm. the family member of the person who who's part of the crew might be put in danger as a result, yeah. he doesn't quite want that. Yeah. Um, so one of the crew members steps up, takes the intercom, and he mentions a code which asks for guards and stormtroopers to report for inspection. Hmm. And as it turns out, this person who is on the intercom is actually an ex-stormtrooper that knows a thing or two about protocol. Interesting. An ex-stormtrooper hmm. that we've met before. Um, an ex-stormtrooper that we haven't met before. Uh, okay, so he's not the so guy from there's, Andor. There's, don't worry, there's no cameo involved there. <laughs> uh, just okay. an ex-stormtrooper. So, most of the troopers leave, leaving only one guard in every post. Mm. So the team opt to separate at this point and take out all those remaining guards silently mm, around smart. the facility. And once they do so, Kino finally, from the control room, opens all of the cell doors. Mm. And as they are about to leave as in all the people coming out of their cells, suddenly, in one particular alley, a guard stumbles across 
all of these people being let out. Oh no! Of 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 their cages. But before they have a moment to call it in, a woman who is released suddenly finds a blaster and grabs it and shoots the stormtrooper cold. Ooh. James. Yes. I don't suppose there is any way you're going to be able to guess this, but I'm just going <laughs> to offer this out to you. Uh, who do you think this woman could be? Okay. My first thought was Mara Jade. Okay. Then I thought of Bix Colleen. Interesting. I like what I like where you're thinking. It is actually this person is a certain Myra or Mira Bridger. Oh, I would never have guessed yes. her. <laughs> and alongside her husband, Ephraim Bridger. The Bridgers! And I know, the Bridgers! And everyone looks to her as some sort of leader, mm, having taken naturally. out this little trooper. And, um, and as the crew members guide everyone to the escape route, mm-hmm. um, suddenly um, Kino grabs Mira aside and gives her some words of encouragement that yeah. Cassian once gave him back Ooh, in the prison. Nice. He sees her, in her, a leader in a similar way that he saw what he, what the role he had to play in Narkina 5. Mm. And she's someone who all these people respects. Yeah. And so once they get through the tunnel, Mira gives a brilliant speech about, you know, the fact that how they can't stop and they will never stop. And mm. they will never let the Empire get away with what they were doing to them in these prisons. Because... They've been going through the same thing as Kino Loy did. Mm. They were having their sentences perpetually extended without any reason or with any justification at all. And people were dying. Yeah. And, however, just as they get outside, suddenly they see that their ship is surrounded. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. With Imperials pointing weapons in their direction. Um, and... One of the people on their crew steps mm. forward. <gasps> no. And they start to walk towards the Imperials. No. And they join them. You scumbags. And then sir. they turn around. I know, I know. <laughs> how, how could they? How dare they? How dare they? Oh. Um, having ratted them all out. And, um, but before they can be taken in, mm. um, suddenly... You hear this little little noise, a little sound of a distant distant fighter jet, Ooh. a starfighter, comes swooping in overhead. Yeah. Suddenly, nose dives, <gasps> and at last minute begins taking fire at all the Imperial troopers, mm. causing mayhem. And the crew suddenly see this, and they take their opportunity to flee. And they try to, so they, they try and get back to their ship with fire and, and blasters happening all around mm. them. Um, and Kino gets as many people onto the ship as he can. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, though, not before Myra and Ephraim are both shot in the ensuing firefight. No, or by the Imperials. Because I want, because I want, yeah, well, because I wanted to, I wanted to keep it that story slightly similar to their actual story, what happens okay. in canon. Because in canon, they actually do, it, it says in canon that they escape from an unnamed prison. Ah. Um, they say it's because that they in canon it's because they hear or they're inspired by the words of Ezra Bridger when he does his commu- oh, his, yes. his uh, radio transmission from Lethal. Um but they get killed when they well, while they're escaping mm. trying to save everyone. So the ship that's shooting from above mm. at the stormtroopers lands quite near Kino and someone on board says get on board quickly. Yeah. And someone drags him on. 
and they fly off. Yeah. Now, James. Yeah. Who or what? <laughs> who has dragged him on, or what ship is now Kino Loy on right now? Oh, I was gonna say the ghost, but I don't know if you'd be that you'd be that cruel to have Ezra there. <laughs> yeah, oh, you would be right, James. No. You'd be right. <laughs> is Ezra aboard the ghost, or is this after he's gone off into whale land? Uh, uh, this is um, this is our uh, no. Ezra is on the on the ship at this point. Oh yeah. no! It's so tragic. So it's tragic, you know. He's he's taken Kino Loy on, but while Kino's on this ship, um, he spends a little while with the crew. He talks to them, um, and they say, you know, why don't you, you know, if you're here, you seem pretty handy. Mm-hmm. You know, you know your way around a, you you know your way around a prison break. You're pretty <laughs> good with, good. You're a good leader. Mm-hmm. You're handy with a blaster. Why don't you come with us? Uh, so yeah, Kino Loy and the Ghost Crew mm. decide to travel together, and actually, it's at this point that Kino sits and you know feels like he might finally have a purpose mm. with these with these people, and he might he 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 knows possibly what his missions could be with the Ghost Crew. Yeah, and he decides he wants to go forward and liberate more Imperial prisons <gasps> across the galaxy. I love it. He wants to go, and he wants to carry on the work of Nakina Five. Mm. And he, while he feels that he may have left some people behind behind in Nakina, he wasn't going to let that happen. Mm. Going forward, he was going to go and save as many people as he could. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that makes I sense, right? He, he'd want to go off and maybe try and do more. Yeah, and try and you know, <laughs> sort of taking on the the learnings of. Of Cassian and putting them into good use. Yeah, I feel like he's weirdly such a good fit for the Ghost Crew. I don't know why. I think because he's like a bit of a misfit, like the rest of them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I can imagine for some reason him and Callus working together on like locating these black, um, kind of black site prisons and liberating yeah. people. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and and he does. He they go to places and they facilitate a couple of escapes that are successful. Mm. So they go to uh, Wabani, nice. for example. They facilitate an escape from there. Yeah, um, not the same facility as Jin Erso, okay. I might add. Um, so a different facility. They managed to. <laughs> we'll keep that. We'll keep that um, intact for now. Just imagining Jin um, watching it from like across the road, being like, "Oh, come on! You could have got me as well." <laughs> God damn it! Please, <laughs> I'm right here. Come on. Um, well, it's fine. She gets rescued anyway, doesn't she? In a bit, That's true. so she'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Cassian yeah. was like, "Okay, don't touch this one prison that this person's in because we're going to go and get her." Yeah, we've yeah. got a whole dramatic <laughs> rescue planned. Yeah, yeah. It won't work unless we have a big annoying robot. Yeah, can just pin, you know, it can just. K two <laughs> really, really wants to clothesline her. Don't take that yeah. away from him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Kino finally feels like he has a purpose. Mm. And but there's still something missing. Yeah. That he can't quite put his finger on. There's something something about something from his past feels a little bit left unfilled. His career in improv comedy. <laughs> he was actually a really good engine. Yeah, you know, he no, he was a really good um poet. And he needed to, he needed to get on with the writing, but um maybe he was a flutist. Who knows? Mm. Um <laughs> But uh, before he can answer this fully, yeah, um, he's sent on an urgent mission mm. to a water planet, accompanying many other rebellion ships, oh, and the no. Ghost Squadron are tasked with 
extracting someone important to the rebellion mm. from the surface of the planet. After they take out Imperial defences, of course. Yes. And a massive firefight ensues, which eventually mm -hmm. leads to the shield covering the planet being destroyed and Kino and the crew going down for yeah. their person. Um, yeah. Kino and Zeb drop mm -hmm. onto a guard railing on top of a very tall facility and go searching for uh, their their man with a tracker. Yeah. I um, can pitch this so well. Closer, yeah, yeah. Um, can you? Uh, yeah, do you kind of? I wonder whether you're. Yeah. Anyway, I'll I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you listen for a little <laughs> okay. bit. I'm just wondering whether you're cottoning on to here. But as they get closer, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, they hear blast of fire and shouting. Pew pew. Not only that. Ah. Pew pew. Ah. Ooh. Boof. Uh, um, really hurt. <laughs> and they just sit. They just stand there and listen and listen for a while. <laughs> and they're like, "Should we do something about this?" No, let them let them kill each other. But while they're hearing all of this, mm. not only do they hear that, but they also hear over communications that something large has come out of <gasps> hyperspace. Oh no! Something roughly the in size close. of a small moon. Something in something roughly resembling a star. That's. That's of death. Oh no, <laughs> James! Do you know where they are? I do indeed. Okay, where are they? They're on the home of the Scarif Slush. They're on the yes, they are. They They're are about to become the Scarif Scarif Slush. Slush. <laughs> they are yes, they are, and because they're there, mm -hmm. they can only be searching for one specific person. K two S O. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Although Katie so is is shot to pieces. By yeah, this point. he is. So, poor guy. Yeah. Um, but as Kino Loy walks out onto an outside walkway, mm. he sees someone in rebel clothing. Yeah. With an imperial officer standing with a blaster pointed at them. Yeah. And before he could even think, Kino takes the shot at the imperial, mm. and the imperial drops to the ground, and he rushes then to the aid of the rebel, and. It is none other than a certain Jin Erso. Mm. But she isn't the one who they were necessarily there for. Yeah. He turns around <laughs> to see a certain Cassian Andor. Sorry, I was just picturing, like, going back to Wabani with Jin seeing, Ka like, Kino like, <laughs> rescue people from the other prison. And then he turns up on Scarif and she's like, you're here to help us. And he's like, oh, sorry, no, I'm looking for someone else, actually. <laughs> Just God, why? It's like, do you have a problem uh, with me, can't, sir? She can't get a break, can she? Never. Oh, At dear. least when the Empire were after me, I was their their primary target. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he turns around to see Cassian Andor there, yeah. hurt and bleeding. And can you imagine this moment, James? Can you imagine this moment where suddenly Kino... Like, what do you think Cassian would think just seeing Kino there? He'd be so confused, I reckon, if he doesn't if he doesn't yeah. know that Kino's in the rebellion. He'd be like, yeah. "You'd probably think you're hallucinating from the blaster shot or something." Yeah, yeah. He'd probably think, "Like, is am I dead now?" Yeah, <laughs> is this what heaven? Is, this? is heaven Andy Circus? Mm. Mm, mm. I mean, there's lots of beaches and lovely, lovely oceans, so mm. it could be it could be heaven. <laughs> so they both see each other, yeah, and they both hug, mm -hmm. but they have no time because. <gasps> As they see, exactly what jumped out of hyperspace. Mm. Of course, it is the Death Star. This big, small moon. And they don't, I mean, they don't know it's called the Death no. Star. They're just like, oh my gosh, that's a big thing. Look <laughs> at that. <laughs> and so, Zeb and Kino get Cassian and Jin to the ship. 
They don't leave Jim behind, James. Just say. <laughs> I, for <laughs> some reason, just... I'm picturing the ship like starting to take off, and Jim's like, "Hello, what about me?" And they go, "Oh shit, yeah, sorry." <laughs> yeah, yeah, come back, come back. <laughs> sorry, we'll turn yeah. it around. <laughs> yeah, I'm important. Okay, I know, I know about things. Um, so they jump on the ship yeah. just in time, mm-hmm. as parts of the facility are crashing down around them. Yeah, and as the Death Star begins to power up its super laser, pew, and just as it fires. The ghost crew jump into hyperspace. Oh, nice. And off they go. Ah, oh, perfect. And that's the end of my story. I love that. I love the dramatic yeah. escape at the end. For some reason, I can't stop picturing, though, they're on the ship going out of there. And Cassian's like, I can't believe you found me. And he says, did you get Belshi as well? And Kira's like, oh, Melshi was down there. Whoops. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about Melshi. <laughs> Sorry, we'll turn around again. <laughs> Oh god, what anyone else I should know he... about before we take off. <laughs> How did he die though? How did he die on did he get shot? Did we see him get shot or does he get blown up by the Death Star? Um I think Melshi dies in the firefight. I think he's dead by the time the Death Star arrives, but I could okay. be wrong. So he he could be dead by this yeah. point then, in that case. I can't but remember for sure. Cassian doesn't... Cassian doesn't know that. No. All he knows is he's still on the planet, but the planet's obviously blown to smithereens. Yeah. <laughs> the planet is he's a wreck. Like, oh, should should we go back? Wait, oh. Oh, right. <laughs> he looks out the window like, that's that's not a planet anymore. <laughs> Where's it gone? <laughs> it's there. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, mm. I, I, I like that. I like the I fact that... that uh, Kino went and and liberated other prisons, mm-hmm. and I like how he he's he then obviously found Cassian at the end of it all. So yeah. there you go. You've put so much more thought into yours than I put into mine. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's fine. You know, we both had a short period of time. <laughs> you know, who knows? Anyway, uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, James. Okay. And let you take it away. Well, you will be happy to know that we have not got the same ending, despite my Thank fears. Goodness for that. <laughs> I'm so glad. Um. But yes, my story. So, obviously the question we're asking is, what if Kino Loy could swim? In this alternate universe, what if the one thing that changed was that Kino Loy actually can't swim? Well, then of course he would go and open a swimming pool. Indeed, yes. On, on, yeah, on, <laughs> I was trying to think of the water planet that Cassian, the beach planet that he goes, yeah. that Cassian goes to, maybe opens like a nice Olympic-sized swimming pool and teaches young people. <laughs> yeah, like a leisure centre or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing I want to put to you, Adam, the thing I want to posit is that what if actually Kino Loy could always swim? He's always known how to swim. And when he told Cassian that he can't swim, he was in fact just being a big fat liar with his pants on fire. <laughs> wait, what? You mean he tells him he can't swim? Yep. For, for, wait, why? Well, here's the reason. Although they were allied when they're going through this prison break, and you know, they seem to be on the same side, Kino Loy was thinking on the run out of the prison when he's shouting one way out, he's thinking... You know what? I'd quite like a quiet life when I get out of here, and I don't think that I'm going to get that with Cassian because Cassian's full of drama. And <gasps> and when I get up to what? the top, he's thinking, you know, what, if if Cassian sees me swimming, he's going to want to like swim ashore with me. He's going to want to tag together. I don't want that. I just want to go away on my own, live a nice quiet life away from this prison. <laughs> so if I say I can't Sorry. swim, Cassian will think no, I'm right, dead, I, and he'll I just leave the, me behind. I love the idea. I love the idea that because. In my mind, mm-hmm. the first thing that came to my head was like, "Oh, Cassian knows knows me yeah. and knows me very well, and he'd be and he'd be a someone who could turn me over to the Empire quite mm. easily, and I can't have that." But then also, from you, I'm now it's now sounding more like 
I just can't be bothered to live with anyone. And I, I, I need my own personal space. Like, I can't have you just, you know, crowning around me and, you know, eating my food in my fridge. <laughs> I, just... I think he's fine with people. It's just Cassian. He's like, oh, Cassian's going to drag me into some big mess if I stick around. Like, the minute Cassian turned up, he just wanted to start uprisings and revolts and start trouble. <laughs> I don't want... He's like, just drama. Yeah, he's just drama. And so yeah. Kino's like, if I tell him I can't swim, I can then sneak away and he won't like try and find me because he'll think I've drowned. <laughs> so Kino, much like in your story, he swims ashore and he meets some of the same fishermen that Cassian and Melshi okay. meet. Yeah. And also manages to barter passage off the planet. Okay, yeah. And as he's on the ship, he's thinking, okay, where do I go? And I don't know if you know this about Kino Loy, but but I spoke to Andy Circus and I asked him about the character. And Andy Circus told me in full mm. confidence that uh, okay. Kino Loy loves the sun. He's one of those people who like, you know, those people who like hunt the sun, like they go anywhere sunny on holiday. Exactly. And yeah. so Kino's... Yeah, they're just searching for the vitamin D. Yeah, they just want that vitamin D. And so Kino Loy is like, okay, before I, you know, try and find work or something, I think I've earned a bit of a break. And so he decides to go mm. to relax in comfort on the beach resort of Niamos. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice one. Yeah, so he gets... Um, but the... by, by the time he gets back, isn't isn't Neomos a bit sort of vacated? There's not many people there. Because I remember when Cassian went mm. there, after he, he broke out, it looked quite dull. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe Cassian was just there at twilight or something. Um, maybe. But Kino arrives and he, he spends <laughs> some time relaxing in this resort, you know, lying on a deck chair, enjoying a sweet scarf slush. Um, mm. And he's thinking, oh, actually, I could get used to this life. Like Maybe I could find work on Neomos. And I can live yeah. here, I can work here, I can relax in the sun. And he's thinking, yeah. you know, this could be pretty nice. But then one day, he's out strolling on the boulevard, and he sees mm. someone in the distance, sees someone that he recognises, and he thinks, mm. that's Melshi from Narkina 5. Oh. And Kino ducks out of okay. sight behind, like, a crate or something. And as he okay. does so, he spies someone coming out of an alleyway behind Melshi and going up to talk to him. Yeah. And he realises, oh, bloody hell, it's Cassian Andor. What is Cassian Andor doing on the... Like, how have I ended up on the same planet as Cassian twice? And in... This is so... This sounds so funny. It's just like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. Oh, and he, what a nuisance. He can't believe it. Like, of all the planets in the galaxy for them to escape to, they both escape to the same planet. And so Kino's yeah. like, oh, if Cassian's going to stay here, I've got to leave Niamos. I've got to find somewhere else because I do not want to get involved with this guy. Okay. Uh, but the problem is, like, Kino's used up a lot of his money while he's been kicking around on mm. Niamos. See, he can't just go to another resort and hang out. He's he's like, okay, I've got to find some work now. Mm. And so he reads a hollow newspaper and he looks at the job ads in the back. And he sees yeah. one of them that's a call for miners on an outer planet that he's never heard of before. And he's not really interested in mining, but the job does seem to pay well. And it says that he can okay. start right away. So he's like, yeah, right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go to this mining planet. It's It's out in the outer rim. No one's ever heard of this planet. There's no oh. chance Cassian Andor's going to turn up there, because why would uh, he go there? So you, when you said mining planet, yes. I was like, what could, mining planet could it be? <laughs> and then you went, and then you went. Notice oh, how no I've purposely withheld the name. <laughs> I, you have, and I'm just trying to because this will be a theme. Be <laughs> it can't be malice there, can it? Yeah, we'll find out because Kino now ah. boards a transport to this unknown mining planet, and when he arrives, he goes straight to like the office on the mine to sign up and collect his equipment. Um, give his national insurance number, that kind of thing. Okay. And as he's walking through the streets, he notices that things are awfully quiet. And then when he's, like, coming up to the mining office, 
a large funeral oh, wait, procession. I, know, I think I know which one it is now. Yeah, a large <laughs> yeah. funeral procession starts coming down the streets, preceded by a brass band. And Kino's watching this and he thinks, wow, this must have been someone really important because the whole town has turned out. Like, everyone's there in these smart red coats. And he sees yeah. even the local imperial officers are out on the streets. And so he asks a passerby whose funeral it is. And he says, like, you know, is it someone important? Is it like a local, like a yeah. nobility or someone? And they say, oh, no, it's Marva Randor. She was, um, <laughs> you know, she was a daughter of Ferex. She's a big person in the local community. And he's like, yeah. Andor, no, it can't be. Surely it can't be. <laughs> and this, this person that he's talking to says, you know, it's, it's really a tragedy because her son Cassian disappeared recently. We tried to find mm. him and, and she died before we could find him again. And it's just such a shame that he can't be here at the funeral. And Kino's like, I can't believe it. I've, I've left Niamos and I've come to Cassian Andor's home planet. But then, of course, as um, as Kino's watching, a riot breaks out at the funeral. Mm. Gunfire goes off, grenades, buildings are going up in smoke. A brick gets gets smashed over a helmet. The bricks are flying, and Kino's Mm. like, of course, it's Cassian Andor's home planet. Of course it's full of drama. (laughs) And so he immediately goes back to the spaceport, and he gets on the transport. And he says to the pilot, I don't care where you're going, just take me away from here. And so the pilot fires up the transport. And he takes Kino away, and the, the planet that this uh, transport was going to was actually called the Ring of Kafreen. So one of these, like, ring worlds. Oh, where have I heard that one before? Where ring indeed? Of Kafreen. Is that in The Mandalorian? <laughs> well, we'll find out, won't we? Ah, so, okay. <laughs> so the Ring of Kafreen is um, it's also like another mining colony, but it's also got a load of trading outposts. So Kino arrives, and he finds one of these trading outposts, like a kind of trading store or something. And he takes up a job there, just working as like a clerk in the store. And yep. several years go by, and he's thinking, this is fine. Like, it's a bit of a rough place. Um, there's a lot of stormtroopers wandering around. It's, it's a bit of like a kind of frontier town. But at least there's no drama. There's no Cassian Andor. He can just yep. earn some money and then eventually yep. find like another beach planet or something to retire on. And so several years go by in this job. And Kino makes quite a lot of money in his job. He say he's quite good at saving, uh, builds up a nice little pot, and he's yeah. starting to think about one day, you know, going off and spending some time on his own, reflecting on his past life as a as a petty criminal, and thinking about what he wants to do next with his freedom. Mm. And one of his co-workers, mm. he's talking to one of his co-workers and saying, you know, you know, like I want to go off and maybe find myself. And and his yeah. co-worker says, oh well, I, I heard this episode of a podcast that was talking about, you know, the best uh, holiday destinations in the Star Wars galaxy. Hey, um, <laughs> a certain a certain TMFR? Yeah. No. <laughs> but Kino's like, uh, Daphne Mir is full of spiders and Dagobah's really muddy and swampy. I don't want to go there. But um, his co-worker says, you know, oh, one day I went, I once, you know, years ago, I went on this holiday to this jungle mood. It was ob- orbiting this big gas giant. Um, and it was amazing. You know, I spent the days just trekking through the forest, looking at all the wildlife. You could see like the, the gas giant up in the sky. And there were these amazing, like, stone ruins everywhere. It was so cool. And Kino thinks, oh, this sounds ideal. It's a nice active holiday, lots of reflection time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see the wildlife, yeah, see nature. Yeah, exactly. Get close to nature. Be immersed in it. And so he, he hires a uh, ship, and he flies out to this jungle moon, and he lands, and he has a great time just trekking through yeah. the wilderness, like, macheteing yeah. through vines. Um yeah. And he starts seeing like all of these ancient temple ruins, these kind of huge pyramid structures, like erupting yeah. out of the greenery, and it's mm. awe-inspiring. 
Um, yeah. And he's feeling at peace. And yeah, he starts thinking about like, oh, what do I do with the next phase of my life? What do I want to be next? Mm. And then Kino stumbles across one particular pyramid temple. And he's on this hilltop, mm. like overlooking the, the pyramid. And he notices there are a few people wandering around outside. So he pulls out some mm. macro binoculars from his mm. satchel. Yeah. And he takes a look and he spies what looks like soldiers. They've got like blaster rifles and what appears to be kind of helmets and like military uniforms. Sure. Yeah. And he takes a look around. There's, you know, crates of munitions and then what looks like the nose of a starfighter inside the temple. Mm. And then, of course, he sees somebody walking out or two people walking out of the temple. <laughs> and one of them, he, he zooms in for a closer look and he sees, you know, kind of dashing, rugged, dark hair. Um, yeah. This kind of like sultry expression. He's like, oh, bloody hell. It's Cassian Andor again. Like, what is Cassian Andor doing on this planet? And he realizes that he's stumbled into some sort of like rebel military resistance base. And he's like, what is Cassian? Oh, of course, Cassian goes and joins the Rebel Alliance because, of course, he wants the drama. So funny. <laughs> I can't believe what is happening. <laughs> He's just like, oh, for God's yeah. sake! Honestly, this is like, this is the, oh, I don't know. This is just a great comedy. Um, he must feel absolutely like infuriated mm. that, like, may maybe him and Cassian at this point are linked. Yeah, maybe they're tired in the force. <laughs> maybe they are. Yeah, he is just infuriated though. He's like, I came here for a nice, quiet holiday on Yavin Four. No one comes to Yavin Four, and what do I stumble into? I stumble into a rebel base with Cassian Andor. And so he sneaks away before he's seen. And he stalks back to his ship, like, kind of stomping through the jungle and leaves the moon. And he returns back to the Ring of Kafreen, back to um, back to this trading outpost he works at. And he's just frustrated that his tranquil jungle holiday was ruined. By Cassian Andor. Yeah, by Cassian Andor, no less. And then one day shortly after, he's working in the shop and he hears this blaster shot outside. And then the rush of stormtrooper boots. And so he goes outside, he pokes his head outside to take a look. And he sees that a man's been shot dead in the alleyway across the street. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. And one of the okay. one of the bystanders is describing the shooter to the stormtroopers, and they're describing again this you know rugged expression, this kind of tan military jacket, dark hair, yeah. and Kino's listening. Yeah. He's like, "No, no, it can't be Cassian Andor again. No. Yeah. Oh, why has he showed up? I had a life why? here. I had yeah. I had friends and a steady job." Maybe a girlfriend. And Cassian yeah. Andor's turned up here as well, bringing his drama, oh, shooting people in the he's, street. He's ruining my he's life. He's ruining his life. And so, you know, Kino is so frustrated that whatever he does, Cassian Andor keeps bringing disruption into his life. Um, and his co-worker at the store, the one who recommended this holiday on Yavin 4, he notices yeah. that something's up with Kino. He notices this kind of black mood over Kino's face. And he's like, he's like, Kino, why is there a picture of some guy on your wall with a dart in his forehead? I mean, he looks so rugged and handsome. Like, don't you dare say that. <laughs> yeah. And so Kino tells him the whole story. He says, like, oh, it's this guy. I, I used to know him. He was just so, I'm trying to get away from him. He's so dramatic. He just keeps roping me into stuff, and I'm trying to keep running into him everywhere I go. And so his co-worker says, I know, I know exactly what you need. You need, like, a nice, quiet planet, don't you, to get away from it all. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Now I know where he's going. No. 
And of course, it's gonna go wrong. And of course, Kino's told him about like you know his first place he went to was Niamos because he loves the beach, he loves the sun. And his coworkers like, ah, oh, I heard about this perfect tropical beach planet on the Holonet Travel Channel. Yeah. Yeah, and he says oh, the best thing is like I don't think you can travel there anymore because they just had a military installation put in there, but they're probably looking for all kinds of jobs there. Like it looks like quite a big thing, and so yeah. Kino Loy looks at the jobs in this military installation, and he applies to become a janitor on the Scarif Center for Military Research. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What is that? Oh no! Is he going to be okay? <laughs> is he going to like? Oh no! I don't. I, yeah. I hope he survives. Mm. I really do. Well, you know he's going to run into someone there, don't you? Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> so for a time, Kino's at peace. Like, yes, he's working under the Empire, but his job is so light because they're so clean anyway that he doesn't have much to do. So he's got plenty of time just to relax on the warm beaches, take in the sunset, feel the sand between his toes. Until one day, of course, he's mopping up a corridor and alarms yeah. start blaring throughout the facility and explosions yeah. ring out outside. And so Kino ducks into shelter in one of the corridors. He's like, what the hell is going yeah. on? The stormtroopers run past, death troopers run past. And then Kino sees an exterior door open up and three figures run in. And there's a woman in black Imperial tech uniform. There's an Imperial yeah. security droid. And then there's a guy in Imperial officer's uniform who looks dashingly handsome and devastatingly familiar. <laughs> With a, with a sultry, sultry expression. Yeah. <laughs> a look yeah. that could melt hearts. Yeah. And of course, it's Cassian bloody Andor again. Oh, bloody hell. And Kino's like, oh, of course, there's me. explosions here. And who is it causing them? It's Cassian Andor. And he just, he can't believe his bad luck. Like, of all the places to run into Cassian again, it's on an Imperial base. Like, the planet's protected by a shield gate. And still Cassian yeah. finds him there. And so Kino takes the opportunity when this door is open to to slip out and run away across the beaches because he's like, I need to get out of here. This place is going to. The oh, he dogs. doesn't. He doesn't confront him. No, even though he's in the same <laughs> corridor, he just decides, nope, no, I'm out. I'm not having any of this. He's just like into full kind of blinkers mode. He just runs. Yeah, and he comes across yeah. an abandoned Imperial shuttle on one of the landing pads that's still intact, and he climbs in and he starts taking off. And as the shuttle starts to clear the landing pad. There's a boom overhead, and what appears to be a small moon looms over the horizon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's an immense you, flash as, of green big, light. As we as we call it, a big grey boy. Yes, a big grey boy appears. <laughs> and it unleashes this immense flash of green light that strikes the research centre behind him. And with a kind of shockwave, Kino's shuttle lurches and he smacks his head on the dashboard. And he gets this nasty gash down the middle of his forehead and there's a cut on his cheek... But despite the pain and the blood, he's able to like pilot the shuttle out of the atmosphere and get it into space. Mm. And as he clears the atmosphere of Scarif, he's immediately picked up by one of the Star Destroyers in orbit. And they, yeah. they bring Kino aboard with the tractor beam. And they take one look at him, this kind of, you know, this janitor covered in blood. And they, they're sure. like, he might be a disguised rebel spy. So they take him back to Coruscant to be interrogated by the ISB. Yeah. And during the interrogation, the ISB officer um, is asking what he was doing on Scarif. And Kino, who's just mm. distraught, he's a little bit woozy from pain meds, and he's just he's just had enough of all of this. He's yeah. just saying, I just wanted to start a new life. Like, that's all, that's yeah. why I was there. That's the whole reason I just wanted to start again. And mm. eventually the ISB realised, okay, yeah, he's not a spy. He is 
telling the truth. He's one of the cleaning staff. And when they mm. realise this, the ISB officer says, okay, if you want to start a new life, we can arrange that. And they say, how would you like to take part in a scientific programme for the emperor himself? And Kino, Kino's like, look, if you can keep Cassinandra away from me, I'll do whatever. And the officer says, oh, don't worry. You'll be quite safe from Cassian at Mount Tantis. Oh my God, no way. <laughs> and that is the story what? of how Kino Loy's DNA created Emperor Snoke. Emperor Snoke, Supreme Leader Snoke. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh my God, no way. I absolutely love the fact that all of that long-windedness be all led to that. Yeah. All led to Snoke. Um, of course, it, that's, that's where great. it started. Like as soon as we came up with this topic, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have him end up as Snoke." Because I think you even said, like, when you suggest this, you're like, "Okay, but neither of us can have him end up as Snoke at the end." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm bloody well gonna make him Snoke." I'm like, "I'm gonna do it now." You know, <laughs> you're <laughs> not the boss of me, Adam Wheeler. <laughs> but I just I love that now inadvertently, mm. and Cassian Andor is the reason mm. that. And Solo turned to the dark side. <laughs> I didn't even think of the implications of that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just, wow. Thank you, James. You're very welcome. That had elements of, like, I feel like that's the first real, like, comedy mm. and we've had <laughs> in a what if. And, it, and then it ended in a really cool way. In a really we've dark place. Really dark place, yeah. Now they're just going to do horrible... Oh, poor Kino. Yeah. They're just going to do horrible experiments on him. Yeah. Oh, no. I wonder, if he's on Tantus, does yes. that mean he's there at the same time as Crosshair? Ooh. People, no, it'd be, it'd be later <laughs> than that, wouldn't it? Much later. He may, yeah. Because I guess the Bad Batch happens only a, like a couple of years yes, after. that's true. After Revenge of the Sith, whereas the events of Rogue One happen mm. much, much later. So it's not the same time. Unless Crosshair goes no. back there, unless he dies in the episodes I haven't watched yet. <laughs> Which yeah. would be embarrassing. Exactly. So I just had a thought, and maybe this yeah. is too fan servicey. maybe this is too much, but sure. can you imagine if like Andy Serkis kept going back and just doing, not cameos, but like kept playing other characters in Star Wars? Okay. Like you mean like like Jabba or no? Just like, like who, you like mean? new characters. Like every series, he turns up and plays someone else. Like if um in the Mandalorian, for example, spoilers for the last couple episodes. But if like sure. Kelleran Beck wasn't the Jedi who saved Grogu when the doors open on the elevator, it's Andy Serkis <laughs> yeah. playing a brand new Jedi, and it's like oh, but there's no oh, connection see, between the mean. characters. It's just Andy Serkis keeps returning as other people. <laughs> Yeah, there's no like CGI yeah. making it look di- <laughs> no, him look it's different. It's Andy just Cir- Andy human Andy Circus. <laughs> Except he's just got different facial yeah. hair, and different different color hair, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> it's like oh, Andy Circus with a with a mobile. <laughs> oh, interesting. It's Andy Circus with a with a long hair. <laughs> oh, I see. Andy Circus with a purple dot on his cheek. <laughs> yeah. I I I guess. Um, I mean, is there any what is there any characters in Star Wars that are or have played multiple roles, for example. Like, Ooh. is there... Um, does, is it, like, for example, Warwick Davis yeah. plays a couple of characters, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. But obviously not mostly as Warwick Davis. He's, it's like... I, I know he plays someone in the... in the um, Obviously plays one of the Ewoks, mm. but he's in... 
the Colosseum in Phantom Menace, yeah. isn't he? When, like when he's watching Anakin in the pod I races. Think, and I, th- I can imagine it's sort of like that in loads of background mm. shots. It's just Andy Serkis yeah. like doing some reacting to something. <laughs> <laughs> the only other one I can think of is I know that Mark Hamill's played a couple, um, and Anthony Daniels like does quite a few cameos. But they're not like he doesn't have a speaking role. It is just kind of him in the background being like a character in the Senate or something. Yeah, yeah, I can't think yeah, of any yeah. who have like multiple speaking roles and multiple like main roles in the way that Andy Serkis does. Well, I suppose it would be yeah, it'd be great to have <laughs> he's such a good actor and I would love to see him reappear. <laughs> just keep milking him for all his worth. Because he's just a great actor yeah. in general. But yeah, yeah. And maybe we could turn it into the um yeah, the Andy Circus cinematic <laughs> yeah. universe. Even if he turns up in an animated thing, like he's voicing a character, but the animated character model yes. is still Andy Circus. Still Andy Circus, yeah. <laughs> the next Jedi Survivor's yes. Fallen Order game is gonna be just Andy Circus's <gasps> character model. We get, <laughs> the main character. We get a Jedi Survivor sequel that's set like years in the future with older Cal Kestis, but it's Andy Circus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's Cal Kester's trying to break out Andy Serkis yeah. <laughs> uh, as Kinaloy from ta- from Tantis. So Andy Serkis is playing older Cal Kestis and also breaking out Andy Serkis as Kinaloy. <laughs> yeah, he's breaking himself out of prison. Yeah, love it. And he's breaking himself. Yeah, it's Andy Serkis playing that breaking out Andy Serkis from prison while Andy Serkis plays Snoke, <laughs> looking over it all. <laughs> Amazing! I love it. Oh God! Oh. Well. I guess, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see if Disney wants it appeasers on this, but uh, yeah, I guess, um, well, we want all of you, we want you to, we want to know what you think about the alternate adventures of Kino Loy. What do you think about our what ifs? Do you think one of them could have happened? <laughs> Where do you think Kino Loy's story will end up? Let us know your thoughts on social media at Moisture Farm Rep, or you can send us an email at moisturefarmpod at gmail.com. In fact, if you have any suggestions about topics, characters, or places in the Star Wars universe that we should discuss, send them away too. And as always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Wheeler underscore Deals. And I'm at James16Matthews. And if you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and leave us a review on your platform of choice? And of course, if you want to support the show, you can literally buy us a cup of Jawa juice or a hot chocolate, because mine did not last long enough, um, at buymeacoffee.com forward slash moisture farm rep. Neither did my cider. I really should have got another one, but um, I wanted to be a a little bit... I wanted to have my wits about me (laughs) on this episode. I do not (laughs) think about that when we do these recordings. (laughs) I just... I I thought maybe my ending, whether I was going to, like, go off-piste and do a bit of ad-libbing, and I was like, I I cannot drink while doing that. Well, maybe I could. Anyway. um, Thank you all for listening to James and I. We'll be back next time to discuss more of the incredible universe that is Star Wars. But until then, we will see you next time on the Moisture Farm Report. I wonder where he's going to go. Where where would he have gone next on holiday? Should have gone to Malastare, really. Yeah. Done some oil baths. Yeah, he would have been quite nice there, a nice relaxing until a Zillow beast comes up. But yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. At least it's not Cassian Andor. Yeah. At least it's not Cassian Andor. <laughs>